the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank you, Jesus. We used to have a soundbite called "Thank You, Jesus." I might as well. Thanks for flying with us on Thirsty Thursday. Okay, then. It is Thirsty Thursday. Who's particularly thirsty this week? Well, I think we already talked enough about Kourtney Kardashian, the vegetarian. But there's plenty of people thirsty this week. Thirsty to take down Donald Trump. And there was a debate last night between a couple of them. We're going we're gonna to mention that briefly before we move on to the, uh, to the ne'er-do-wells and the already-has-beens. Um, spend a little time talking about what happened in the courtrooms with Trump today. And speaking of courtrooms, have y'all heard of these these things or people called sedition hunters? Y'all know about these sedition hunters? Well, stay tuned because at the bottom half of the hour of hour one, we are going to talk about sedition hunters with none other than FBI whistleblower Steve Friend, who's going to join me. Uh, you know who else is joining me tonight? Well, let me start by saying who is not joining me tonight. My sidekick, my side dish, the yummy, tasty, nutritional, always good for you, DJ Sesame Broccolini, who's still not feeling well. Maybe he overindulged in truth. Maybe he overindulged in conservatism. Although that can't be. Maybe he got a little too close to uh, some libtards, and that's what's got him under the weather. Um, but we miss him, and hopefully he's just going to spend today and tomorrow and through the weekend resting up so he can come back and get in the battle with me because we miss him here on the Andrea K Show. But have no fear because something orange is here, and I'm not talking about the orange man, Trump himself. Who am I talking about? DJ Carrot Sticks? Do not eat the carrot. Yes, don't <laughs> please don't eat the carrot. Shout out to Riley. Get better. I I wonder if he took your advice of eating uh, fried chicken, Popeye's fried yeah. chicken to help feel better. Well, Popeye's extra spicy. Now let me tell y'all that is a southern home remedy like extra spicy uh, Popeye's. <laughs> That ain't for everybody, y'all. Riley was born and raised in San Diego. And although we've got some really phenomenal food here, uh, particularly the Mexican cuisine, which I absolutely j'adore, I don't know that when you're sick that I, – I just don't know that being born – I mean, you tell me, uh, DJ Carrot Sticks, do you think that y'all have the intestinal fortitude to be to be having the flu and hunker down on a three piece all white extra spicy with a side of beans and rice. No, I think for San Diego natives it would be a tortilla soup. Yeah, y'all need some tortilla soup, maybe a little cheese quesadilla. Keep it keep it mild. Keep it on the mild side. Okay, I don't know that y'all are up to the challenge of the extra spicy as medicinal uh, as medicine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Although I can tell you right now, you know what I love? I love when, speaking of fried chicken, I love that in San Diego, we have these combo KFC taco bell places. That is nice. 
that's genius. It's very nice. You get you you get you a Mexican pizza with you know with with a two piece from KFC, and you are down for the evening with a, with that is quite the combo meal. All right. Um, what was I going to say here? Um, speaking of medicine, Donald Trump was in a courtroom today, and he gave some medicine. Okay, to Judge. Nudie. Okay. Sesame. Um, Sesame. Um, Carrot Stacey, have you even heard about this Judge Nudie business going on in New York? No. Uh-uh. Okay. See, y'all, y'all may not know, but DJ Carrot Sticks has been promoted. He's in management now. So I got to, I got to make sure I'm, 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 you know, watching my P's and Q's on tonight's AK show. Okay. Cause he does, he's not as into the news as much anymore. Well, Trump has been dragged into a courtroom in New York City. The purpose of this one is to falsely accuse him of misleading banks for loans, overinflating the value of his real estate properties. It's, it's com- a complete farce. In fact, the judge, himself already found Trump guilty using his own. This is a man, a judge who has no real estate experience, certainly not in commercial property, doesn't know anything about property valuations. And he just decided that Mar-a-Lago was only worth $10 million when right now there's an empty lot with no house on it. That's not even oceanfront or, or, or beachfront worth 20 million on the market for 20 million. I mean, this is a complete travesty. And come to find out, this dr- judge um, sticks. In addition to being a far left Democrat operative who's donated all kinds of Democrat people, and his clerk of court is just you know they're, they're basically Democrat operatives. On top of that, dude was sending out naked pictures of himself as a judge. So his name really isn't <laughs> Judge Nudie. His nickname is Judge Nudie yeah. as a riff on my much beloved Judge Judy. Okay. So <laughs> Judge <laughs> So Judge Nudie. So it's it's now it's been about the penalty phase since since the judge already and by the way, there's been no victims. The, all the banks got repaid. They're like, there's no victim here. Um, and and it, they even, Trump even brought forth a witness who said from from a financial institution who was like you know, if anything, the Trump organization downplayed the value of their properties. That's not how we end up making decisions anyway. It's really about the what the new plan is, the new property, the new building plan. That what the what the uh, what it looks like that is going to be worth because that's really what we're loaning money for. We're really loaning money on the basis of here's this upcoming project. What are the projections on that? So they're like, we don't even, we're not even interested really in, in the uh, collateral that somebody's putting up. That's nonsense. And yet he was still found guilty by a judge who's basically, this is about railroading him. This is ultimately about trying to, the use of courts, not even just about dragging people into Jan 6, uh, over Jan 6. We're going to talk about that later, but this is a way of the courts literally, or of the the um, Democrats politically using the courts to, to destroy somebody financially. What they're literally trying to do, and Letitia James has literally increased what she's seeking for penalties, $370 million in damages when nobody's been damaged and, and everything's been paid back. And on top of it, seeking to have him never be able to work in real estate in New York City again. Basically, removing his ability to do business. 
Think about it as though you're, you own a couple of car dealerships and because you've been donating money to Republican causes or because you question the outcome of the election in 2020, they just decide to drag you into court and tell you, you your, your businesses are going to be shut down and you're not going to be allowed to sell cars in the future um, because you maybe have been overselling on the prices of the cars when, when it's a bunch of crap because people willingly bought the cars and it was an advertised price. Do you follow the analysis? Yes. That's what's going on here. Well, how come they didn't just prove that it was worth more than $10 million or $10 million? Well, first of all, the burden of proof is on behalf of the government, um, not for you to have to prove anything. However, they did bring forth an expert who said, like one of the things he talked about was, in addition to saying, this isn't how we even base our decisions on loans, you're the one judge who's undervalued this property. The Trump team undervalued the property. They brought forth an expert witness and the judge said, well, you paid for that expert witness's time. Therefore, I, you know, uh, therefore his testimony isn't legitimate. Even though every time, even though um, like the case in uh, Alec, uh, Murdoch, right, who was, uh, you know, uh, charged with, you know, murdering, indicted on murder of his wife and his son, the government brought in expert witnesses that were paid for their time that were not government workers. They weren't part of the, you know, state, uh, you know, attorney office. That doesn't mean that their, their opinions aren't credible. That's what voir dire is about. Somebody gets, somebody gets allowed to be an expert witness on the basis of their qualifications. And once they're brought in, once they've passed voir dire and they're brought in and, and considered to be on the subject matter, then their testimony is supposed to carry weight. That's the entire process. So what's happened here is that Donald Trump has been denied due process over and over and over again. And in fact, this week, he had been allowed to give opening argument, uh, closing arguments, give a closing statement, because under the under the um, Constitution, you're allowed to represent yourself. However, the process does work that the judges do get to decide who's going to give the closing statements if the representatives have done the opening statements. And so if this DA gives the opening statement and they want somebody else to do the closing statement, they go to the judge and he gives the approval, right? So in this case, uh, and same thing for the defense. In this case, the defense, his defense team uh, asked for him to be able to give the closing statement. The judge approved of it and then denied him the ability to give his closing statement. On top of that, Trump asked yesterday for the ability to have a, a, a delay because his mother-in-law died and he was denied that. So Trump gets in there today. It's time for the defense to give the closing statements. And my man Trump stands up and serves some medicine to Judge Nudie. He takes over that courtroom and he goes after the judge. Good for him. He says that um, he, he goes after him and um, he says that uh, the, he stands up to speak. The ju judge interrupts Trump and tells uh, his lawyer, control your client. Um, one of the things Trump said was, I think, Your Honor, that this case goes outside of just the facts. The financial statements were perfect. The banks got their money back and are as happy as can be. He went on to say, uh, when you say don't go outside of these things, we have a situation where I'm an innocent man. I've been persecuted by someone running for office, and I think you have to go outside the, the bounds. He said the attorney general had misused a statute designed to target consumer fraud. All true. He says, this is a fraud on me. What's happened here, sir, is a fraud on me. 
And he went on to say that the state should be forced to pay him damage, damages as punishment for pursuing the case in the first place. Hat tip to him. You name one other Republican, one of that. And by the way, the Republicans have left him out to, to dry. Uh, DeSantis has said nothing about the persecution of what's going on in this courtroom as a former JAG officer. He has continued to try to uh, to try to uh, uh, assert that this is these are like some just low level beefs going on with the D.A. This cannot be allowed to happen in the United States of America. Then we're going to take a break. We come back. Trump went outside of the courtroom later and made some additional comments. We're going to talk about that as well as what happened in the courtroom with the first son, crackhead Hunter Biden, those topics and more. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continue our discussion with Trump and the persecution that is happening to him. Um, before I get into that, you know, I, I, I might want to switch gears a little bit and say that this is a man who's being persecuted in a New York City trial in which they're trying to completely dis- destroy his business simply because they hate him. The person, the, the attorney general brought that case, campaigned on the notion of saying, I'm going after Trump. That's not what's supposed to happen under our legal system. They're not supposed to investigate you unless probable cause on a crime. Instead, this is the grossest abuse of power that you can see happen to an American citizen. He's being railroaded in Georgia. We're going to talk about Fannie Willis a little bit later in the show. While this is happening, last night, here he is in a courtroom today fighting for himself, fighting against the persecution. Last night, Brother Friend was at a town hall and he was on point on point. In fact, before I get into this clip of what he said outside the courtroom today, I just want to I just want to juxtapose it with his ability to be fighting for his life and fighting for the future of this country at the same time. Larry Kudlow, who was an advisor in the Trump administration, had this to say about the GOB, GOP debate that took place last night between the lesser, uh, lesser Rands, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, and Trump last night in the town hall. Carrot sticks, if you can play Cudlow. Donald Trump had a big night last night at the Fox Town Hall. He looked and sounded presidential, stayed on message with key policies. While Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis spent two hours frying each other's brains out with no purpose whatsoever. Very few people watched that debate. Those that did probably walked away in a foul mood. My guess is, it's just my guess. Mr. Trump gained a lot of votes in both Iowa and New Hampshire, while those two lost a lot of votes in Iowa and New Hampshire. From what I'm seeing, dead on, absolutely dead on. I'm not even bothering to play any clips from those two in in that uh, so-called debate. Um, The persecution that we're seeing of Donald Trump. Somebody had a really good analysis, the, and, and it was a Democrat, and I think I played the clip last week, and it had to do with the, the fact that DeSantis and Haley have completely misread the voter base. And by the way, this whole thing of they, can, they can't win the primary, but they can win the general election is nonsense. They can't win a general. If they can't read the own conservative base and run an effective campaign, how are they going to do that with the Democrats? Uh, it's just insane. And one of the things that they've misunderstood is that every time we see the persecution of Trump, 
we're reminded about what we're up against as American citizens. And neither Nikki Haley nor DeSantis gives a crap about that. All they care about, quite frankly, is Trump being destroyed by Alicia James, being destroyed by Fannie Willis, being destroyed by special counsel Jack Smith before November or before the nomination so that they can slide in and hopefully step into the Oval Office. And that's despicable. Here's what Trump had to say about the persecutions taking place today and in New York and across the country. Uh, Sticks? Legal issues, every one of them, everyone, civil and the criminal ones, are all set up by Joe Biden, crooked Joe Biden. This is something that's never happened in this country. Even when you look at this, this is all about Biden and her meeting. So even the civil ones, this is civil, they're set up by Biden. Uh, Every single, just about, case that I'm involved in is set up by Biden. They're doing it for election interference. And in a way, I guess you'd consider it part of the campaign. Yeah, this is election interference. Every bit of this is about trying to take him down. Oh, it didn't work down with the with the doc. Well, they're trying to get him to drop out. Right. That was one of the first things that they were trying to do with the with the phony Jan six impeachment that uh, the Republicans participated in. Uh, in January 2021, that didn't work. Then they decided after he announced, you know, that that he would run for re-election. They did the documents crap in Florida. Uh, they we had the Alvin Bragg case in New York. Now we got Letitia James. When all this bad crap was coming in about Hunter, we had Fannie Willis, uh, you know, in Georgia. Who, and now there's reports. Uh, that she completely did coordinate. There's emails with uh, showing that there were conversations uh, between Fannie Willis, the DA in Georgia, with the White House. In fact, there's also an invoice that we have seen where Fannie Willis in Georgia, the prosecutor, you know, the married guy that she was having an affair with, who got paid $650,000 for legal fees, some of which was used to squire her around. Uh, he actually sent an invoice for his services to the White House. Here's what Trump had to say today. He actually said um, about he made a comment today. It's the second one in the stack uh, sticks about the Georgia uh, D.A. You had a very big event yesterday, as you saw in Georgia, where the district attorney is totally compromised. The case has to be dropped. In fact, they say she's in far more criminal liability than any of the people she's looking at. So I think that when you look at what happened, where. They pay a lawyer with absolutely no experience, $700,000, who happens to be her lover or her boyfriend. And uh, then they go on trips and vacations together, very expensive vacations together. And the reason they paid him so much, because he was after me. Yeah, yeah. If this was reverse, if that was a Republican DA going after Joe Biden, I mean, the extent of which the left is trying to trying to declare that Hunter Biden is a victim. Imagine if this was going on, uh, if a Republican DA had tried to pull this kind of crap against Barack Obama, what would have happened? They'd already be looking for her body right now. Speaking of looking for people, speaking of hunting. One of my favorite movies. Uh, I, before we we uh, take a break, I got to ask you, uh, Carrot Sticks, have you ever seen a movie starring Cornell Wilde called The Naked Prey? No. Dude, you got to watch this movie. I watched it as a kid. It used to come on regular rotation back, you know, before we had 50,000 different channels and places to watch. It was one of those movies that would replay every year, like on TBS or something, like one of those things. And I watched it one time with my dad and I loved this movie so much 
that I continue to watch it in my adulthood. And even a year or two ago, I couldn't find it. And finally, I, th- I couldn't find it on any of the streaming and I paid to be able to watch it. And it's a man played by Cornell Wilde who um, gets hunted down in Africa by a big game hunter. And I was thinking of that when I heard the news that of, of something called sedition hunters going on in the United States of America. Have you heard about this story? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, I don't remember why Cornell Wilde, there was this big game hunter who just decided to have some fun and just decided he told the Cornell character played by Cornell Wilde, I'm going to give you a head start. And then we're going to, ch- and I'm going to send my, uh, my tribal peeps after you. And they're going to hunt you down like the dog that you are, and you're going to be killed. And it was just a fascinating movie. Well, let me tell you, there is something going, it wasn't for sedition, obviously, but that's the excuse that's going on for something happening right now in the country called uh, a group of people doing something called, they're called sedition hunters. And we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in FBI whistleblower, Steve Friend, and we're going to talk to him about this plan of the so-called sedition hunters and get his take on it. Stay tuned. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the tonight's Andrea K. Show. I want to hear from somebody out there who has seen this movie starring Cornell Wilde called The Naked Prey. I cannot be the only person who saw this movie as a kid, became obsessed with it, and loves this movie so much. I got to hear from y'all. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. And you can also email me about anything. In fact, I've saved a couple emails for y'all that I want to read out a little bit later in the show. I love hearing from you guys. If you miss any part of the show, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And you definitely don't want to miss this this segment here with uh, with this next guest. But again, if you do, or if you just want to re-listen to it or be sure that you want to share it with your friends, download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Um, before the break, I was asking DJ Carrot Sticks if he heard of this theme, this group of people in America called Sedition Hunters. That's another question for you guys. If you've heard of this and if you're as outraged as I am, joining me now to discuss this and more is... FBI whistleblower, which right in and of itself makes him a hero, as well as now he's a senior fellow at the Center for Renewing America. Of course, I'm talking about Steve Friend. Hey, Steve Friend, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Happy New Year to you, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. As well, You know what? I, I, let's talk about that for just a second. I have not heard one person give me a New Year's resolution. Do you have New Year's resolutions, Steve Friend? Oh, my resolution is no quarter. That's the theme for me for the year. I am not pulling any punches on any of my criticism. Ooh, I love it. Okay. That was the perfect question then for for me to go into this segment because I am warm. I am hot over what is going on. I don't know if you've heard. No no doubt you did. Um, I love that smack sound effect. Um, So the other day, uh, D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves 
stands up and says, you know what? Um, we, uh, now that we've dragged over 1200 Americans in and convicted over 900 and thrown people into the gulag, some of which haven't even had trials now, you know, and now we're going to extend our efforts. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. Now we're going to extend our efforts to the thousands of people that just were standing where they were not supposed to be standing outside of the Capitol on January 6th. Steve Friend, can you help me to understand how this is this is legal under it? And maybe it is. Can you help this make sense to me? Well, this is actually something that was told to me uh, when I first came forward, that this was their intention. They were going to do this. And essentially, they're using the argument that at some point there were barricades that were erected around the lawn of the Capitol on January 5th. And many of them were actually taken down in the early day, uh, hours of January 6th, but just have them having been placed there at one point made that a restricted area. Ergo, someone who might have not arrived at that area um, until 12, 16, 24 hours later and would have no knowledge about it um, is violative of the law. And it's just a further effort from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the District of Columbia to keep this case going. The only thing that is going to stop it is going to be a statute of limitations or a Congress with the testicular fortitude to pull Mm -hmm. the funding away from it. Uh, And we just haven't seen that. I mean, I know they've had hearings, uh, but it seems to be this, this one sort of subject that they are unwilling to address and it's really not that hard. Look, Washington, D.C. Is, is a very unique district because it's completely federal. All crime committed within federal within Washington, D.C. is considered federal. And, and they have a, a superior court, essentially like a local county court would be for anything that would, you would see in your regular community. Uh, and I find it really amazing that there were over 900 carjackings last year in Washington, D.C. But we're going to focus on Americans mm-hmm. who were standing on the lawn outside the Capitol. It's, tr- it's clearly a failure to triage priorities or... It's a nefarious intention, and that is what it is obviously is, and that's we're going to go after the people who are, are perceived political enemies. Uh, absolutely. That, I mean, there, there's no other way in my mind to characterize it by this. I mean, and, and, and by the way, they're not even hiding the fact that this whole thing was supposed to be all these prosecutions and this this sham committee and the hysteria over it. People saying this was worse than 9-11. Uh, you know, now we're going after people that were standing. You know, I, I mean, are they not obviously now they're admitting it was never really about insurrection, that now this was basically a field trip turned into trespassing and they're just intent on persecuting and prosecuting people? Well, it's a, it's a weaponized Department of Justice. I mean, and you can't yeah. get any more obvious than that. Like, there, there's a First Amendment right that, that people have. And as much as that might prove problematic or troublesome to uh, officials within the Department of Justice, you have a right to protest and to speak and to assemble and to redress your grievances. And the fact that you might be saying something that they find abhorrent or offensive, that's just their problem. That's not a legal problem. Uh, but for them now, they it's it's basically like General Pompey from the from the Roman Empire. Don't mm-hmm. don't talk about the law to we who hold swords, and they have all the power, uh, and even the little bit of power that seems to be in the hands of the Republicans in the House, they're unwilling to take this on directly to to pare it back. One of the I want to shift gears into uh, into hunters, sedition hunters. Um, Peggy Woodruff, I believe her name is, from PBS, just did an expose, although it wasn't meant to be an expose. It was meant to be uh, a piece honoring these brave Americans, dedicating their time, working night and day in the middle of the night uh, to track down Americans, to hunt down Americans in coordination with the FBI. And they're literally called sedition hunters. 
And not only are these uh, sedition hunters working with the FBI, um, but they are using, quote, their own methodologies, even their own software. And I reached out to you specifically today because I've got some questions. I mean, I, 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 to me, clearly, there must be some constitutional issues going on with the top law enforcement agency land, the FBI, farming out investigations for federal crimes using average Americans who have not been trained according to um, – well, first of all, let me start. It seems outrageous to me that uh, that we are farming out this uh, this to quote citizen uh, investigators. Is that the same thing as using an informant inside, um, uh, you know, an organization? I think that they would probably argue that it's something like that. But but here's the problem: they they come up against a, a conflict. I worked on child pornography investigations, and you would frequently have people who would go about doing the, their own investigations as private citizens to try to out and identify pedophiles. And when those cases were they brought to us in good faith, hoping that they'd done their good citizenship, we could not take those cases. They were called vigilantes, and we were mm-hmm. not able to prosecute them. I can see a very, very clear correlation here. There's an apples-to-apples comparison here. And and you're right when you talk about they're not trained. Well, they're not trained specifically on – it's not just a matter of use of technology or, or anything like that. They're not trained on constitutional law. And if they, they might, because they're not an official agent of the government, feel that they don't have to respect Fourth Amendment rights. And they certainly don't have any respect for the First Amendment. And, and then the FBI is all too happy to take those things on good faith and say, well, if you just happen to cut a few corners here and, and did an illegal mm-hmm. search of somebody's device or uh, or use something that was inappropriate for our, uh, is outside of our policy, we're going to use this as sort of a hack to get around those policies and procedures that are just hindering us. And this is, again, getting away from was my greatest objection to what is going on in the FBI and the DOJ now. And that is they are prioritizing the win and the loss as opposed to ensuring a fair process. Victory for the government is supposed to be fair process. It's supposed to be due process. And you have to follow the Constitution. You have to follow the law. You have to follow the policies and the procedures that are set out in front of you. And then that person has their day in court in front of a jury of peers. But that's not what's happening here. We're using every tool in our tool belt to circumvent, cut right through, and then bring down the hammer on people who we deem to be deplorable. Right. I mean, you you know, did you not go through FBI training? Did you not go, did you not have to be uh, deputized in order to do the investigative work? I mean, they're supposed to be, investigation is supposed to be based on probable cause, not roundups through stalking of fellow citizens using what is, what are these methodologies that they're using? What is the software where, and and, and by the way, um, um, I don't know how they're digging into my life. I don't know um, what, like I said, what probable cause uh, do these people have? We don't know what training they have. And by, and then by the way, these people are uh, anonymous. And we don't know what funding they have either. Right. From which I've been told by a few sources that uh, they're receiving funding from the government and that some of them might actually be overseas. And in that case, then we have the United States government from a federal law enforcement standpoint cooperating with foreign entities to pursue, prosecute, investigate American citizens. I don't think that that briefs too well uh, to the American people. No, absolutely not. We're talking to Steve Friend of um, FBI whistleblower, as well as senior fellow at the Center for Renewing America. Um, uh, So Ray Epps, years before he was charged, 
uh, you know, brought into 60 Minutes like he was a victim, uh, got probation and a $500 fine. And every headline yesterday for most media outlets was Ray Epps, victim of conspiracy theorist uh, by the right, uh, sentenced to probation. Every headline referred to him as a victim of conspiracy theory. Your thoughts on the Ray Epps sentencing? Uh, this is just uh, a further effort to provoke uh, an outcry from the people who they deem to be politically their enemies. Um, and th- I think it's pretty obvious to me that, that Bray Epps was acting in some sort of uh, government asset capacity that day. I just He didn't pass the smell test. And as, as evidenced by the video footage we saw where people were just chanting, fed, fed, fed at him. He's not a good actor. Yeah. And the yeah. DOJ <laughs> and the government knows that. And they know that this is a high profile uh, subject, and they deliberately did this in the most blatant way to thumb their nose at people because they're hoping to provoke more outrage. Because as much as they're going to continue to look at people who are standing on the lawn, the one thing that the uh, that the left needs in this country for 2024 is another incident that they could then hang their hat on and say, "See, it wasn't a one-off incident." And they continue to just poke and prod. And, uh, and it's just a through an act of God at this point, I think, that so many people have been able to bite their tongue. But it's only a question of, of how long that that's going to happen. Well, particularly since the Republican Party went through, got rid of McCarthy, who didn't do anything. And then now we got Speaker Johnson, who's basically funding every every uh, part of the left's agenda, including the weaponization of the deep state. And they should be shutting it all down. They have the power of the purse and they refuse to use it. And um, quickly, before I have to let you go, you say that uh, your your resolution is no quarter. What are your plans for 2024 to help us take our country back? Uh, I'm going to continue to be a national town crier. Uh, I was cautioned to do that as soon as I uh, became a public figure, to be as loud as I could for as long as I could, because that's when you go quiet is when you're vulnerable to uh, any sort of retaliation. And so uh, I'm working hard at Center for Renewing America, and I've uh, launched a, a podcast now called the American Radicals Podcast that uh, folks can find on Rumble. And, uh, and I will just continue to dig into these issues, exposing further weaponization from the FBI, focused in on some recent entrapment that's gone on uh, on terrorist cases that they're doing, and then covering that and hoping to, to reach as many people as possible. Well, you are a hero, and God bless you, and thank you for being here tonight and for all you do. Thank you very much, Andrew. Have a good one. You too. All right, you guys, we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, but we got more to talk about on the other side, so don't you go anywhere. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I was just thinking that <laughs> I took a picture and and I have hesitated I've hesitated to share it on social media, although I probably should because I have had and I know this doesn't compare to what my dude, Sesame Broccolini, is going through with the flu. But I've been not feeling so well the past few days because I have had an allergic reaction to something. I don't know what. And my lips have blown up. Like, who remembers the movie First Wives Club where Goldie Hawn's character, she's at the doctor. And he's like, if I give you any more whatever in your lips, you know, whatever, her lips were all big. And he's like, if I give you any more Botox or it, I can't remember what the funny line was. My lips were bigger than Goldie Hawn's. 
<laughs> and the guys at the station have, <laughs> have had some fun at my expense. I finally called, did a telemed visit. I kept waiting for it to go on, down on its own. I took some Benadryl at home. It didn't help. My, my mouth was burning so bad, brushing my teeth. And it's just, it feels like my mouth is on fire. So finally I did a telemed visit last night and he called me in some prescription Benadryl and they're better. But I, I, if I get up the courage, I might post the picture on social media so that y'all can have a laugh because I literally, it's like a cartoon. Okay. It's so bad. We actually, um, and- we actually have audio from uh, the doctor when you were doing the telemed when he first came on. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good sign when your doctor screams like that. Something's real wrong. But you know, I don't know how women get their lips injected because I, I mean, to, to speak like right now, it's so uncomfortable because your lips don't move the same when you're trying to talk. It's like so hard. So I was telling, I was telling Sticks during the break, I'm like, okay, you haven't asked about my lips, but you know, I'm going to tell you anyway, they're a little bit better today with the prescription strength Benadryl that I've got, but I couldn't take it all day today because it makes you too drowsy, but one more dose and hopefully they're going to be back to normal. But you were telling me that you had something happen with you and some chapstick? Well, first of all, I'm sorry I didn't ask about it earlier, I, but you were talking so good and everything. I figured you uh-huh. were you were good to go. Good um, recovery there. And, and you can't keep a good woman down for too long. Thank so. you. Thank you. Um, but years ago, I was driving with my mother. I was maybe 14, 15, and I, it was Santa Ana. And when I get nervous, I, I, I uh, lick my lips when I'm nervous and stuff. So I, I tend to have chap lips a lot. So on this Santa Ana, particular Santa Ana, I was my lips were really chapped. And I'm driving with my mom, and I was complaining about my lips. And she says, here, try this chapstick. So it, she gave it to me, and it was kind of interesting because it wasn't like a normal chapstick. It was had like an applicator that kind of looked like almost like a mascara or, you know, you pulled the top off, and it had this little thing, and you put it on. So I put it on my lips, and we're sitting there, and we're driving, and. All of a sudden, I hit a little tingle, oh, a little bit more intense sensation, and then that's just burning. My lips are burning, and my mom is dying laughing. I go, what is that? What was that? It was a lip plumper. (laughs) (laughs) She she did it on purpose. She gave her son lip plumper, and my lips were, they were all big and puffy, and, you know, because they were split from being so dry, I mean, it, like, penetrated in there. And it was, it burned so bad. And she just thought, she just thought it was so funny. Are you so. guys teaching Duncan to do pranks? Don't tell me y'all are turning Duncan into being mean. He's doing little pranks here and there because they did a uh, a Christmas winter wonderland type of thing at my grandmother's church. And uh-huh. so my aunt, Duncan, uh, Heather, they all went. And I guess little by little, Duncan was putting snow in my aunt's pockets. Of of her, oh. of, of, of her jacket, and so eventually, he is a little prankster. Eventually, she goes to leave, and she puts her hands in her pocket. She says, "What? There's all this snow in there." So yeah, he's a. <laughs> but this year, the best prank so far that we did this year was we, me and my sister, found this random photo, a family photo, like a Christmas. Uh-huh. You know, they do the Christmas photos, you know, around the tree or yeah. whatnot, vacation, yeah. and uh-huh. it was just these random people. And we had my sister's friend, because we didn't want my parents to recognize the handwriting. My sister had her friend write a note 
And so they sent the the card and said, oh, here, you know, to Jim and Lori, hope, you know, the kids are good. Hope Duncan's having a good time. (laughs) They had no idea who the people were. (laughs) So my mom is, who are these people? My dad, I I don't know. And my mom has, she doesn't have the best vision or whatever. So she's got her magnifying glass out. And That's she's looking hilarious. and she's inspecting and she shows it to me. She shows Heather. Good. Well, we, we don't know. And she goes, I, I have no idea. I, I, are we losing it, Jim? Who are they? I mean, they know us. How could we don't know them? I, I didn't send them a card. Ah. <laughs> so that was a pretty good one. Well, did you ever admit? Look, this is no, like. No, we're going to do it every year. <laughs> With a different photo. <laughs> so my sister came up with that one so how many years do you think it's going to take before they realize you guys are gaslighting i don't think them? they'll ever realize <laughs> they'll probably just go oh i don't know we're just losing it i don't know who these people are who That's sent in us and then my mom is big concerned said, well i didn't send them a card it's <laughs> terrible. They sent me one. I, I don't know who they are. Your parents are so nice. Your yeah. mom's a good gal, especially after you killed her orchids when they were on vacation. Yeah. Okay, dude. You can't. You can't make. She gave you one job. I know. She gave you one job. You can't compensate for not watering orchids if they're drooping by over. Watering them. I kills <laughs> them. Drowned her orchids, drowned them. man. But I did buy her a new one, but she did notice right away. I thought maybe she would notice. She came through the door looking at the orchid. That we know. Right. Yeah, she's. Yeah, that's what women do. She came through that door looking for the orchid. All mm. right. Do we have time for a uh, for a public service announcement here yes. in San Diego? Okay. One minute. Do you ever? Well, do you ever eat at the at um, the fish shop down in PB? It used to be it used to be uh, Los Panchos, which was a phenomenal Mexican restaurant, and they turned it into the fish shop, which I which I hated. No, well, I don't eat fish. That's right. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I, you're now you're really not going to want to go there because foodborne illness complaints are linked uh, to the fish shop. Yeah, they have locations in PB Point Loma and Encinitas, and the county. Um, Communications officer uh, has put out um, a statement about it. So they confirmed an investigation. There's not any specific sources at this point. Um, potential sources of the uh, um, food issues could include seafood such as oyster. Well, of course it includes seafood. Oh, well, I guess seafood is different than fish. So anyway, I don't know that I would be going to the fish shop. The place is always busy. I mean, it's crazy busy. I don't know if you've seen it. Every time I drive by there, I ate there one time and it was like zero flavor. I mean, you know, unseasoned fish thrown on a grill is not exciting to me. I'm from New Orleans, okay? Um, And $15 for a sandwich with a piece of unseasoned fish. You know, I'd I'd rather eat, you know, buy a fish filet McDonald's literally than that. But anyway. Well, just the quick um, thing, just because he said it was a Public service announcement. You can yeah. go online, uh, San Diego County.gov. There is a link on there where you can check food inspections. Oh, and so I, I do look for the I do look for the letter in the window and not every state has that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've if had it's to not walk an away a, from I won't some, eat there. Yeah. If it an A, if it's not an A, I won't go in there. In fact, when I go to other states and, or, or, and I vacation, it bothers me that I, I that I can't look for the A. On the window, but that's a good tip. Give that out again. Uh, it's San Diego County.gov. And you have to, right. I forget exactly what the link, but if you go on there and do a search, you can find the inspections, the grades, yeah. and the infractions. 
Yeah, because because they they're still open. Oh. So, yeah, the business, these restaurants are still open. So, anyway. All right. Well, that's it for hour one. You didn't eat there, speak- did you? That's not why your lips got big, did it? Oh. Was it? <laughs> no, I ate there once like 15 years ago oh. and it was terrible. Okay. okay. Right. AK is never going to eat there again. All right. I am going to take a break. We come back. Hour two, hour dose of tonight's Andrew K. Show. Don't go anywhere. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 